You're listening to the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast, a show for pharmacist healthcare providers who have answered the call to practicing on purpose. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized HIV pharmacist, author, speaker, patient advocate, and president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, and your Conscious Pharmacist, Michelle Sherman. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is Michelle Sherman, president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services and your host of the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast. Proud podcast member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in today. And um, our topic for today is, um, oh, we'll just talk about those PVMs and insurance companies again, why don't we? Um, I call this um, episode today PBMs, Unprepared for Prep. So PBMs, Unprepared for Prep. Um, As um, most of our listeners know, um, I'm an advanced practice pharmacist, also an HIV pharmacist. And um, here in California, um, advanced practice pharmacists can furnish prescriptions um, and see patients under collaborative practice agreements. And um, I work in a clinical setting um, with the Laguna Beach Community Clinic and um, Radiant Health Centers and um, see patients either starting on PrEP, um, following up on PrEP. Um, We see patients um, going on um, HIV rapid start um, as well and do STI and HIV testing. but I wanted to do this podcast because I got incredibly incensed um, last week um, because of, again, a PBM dictating what patients should and shouldn't take and, you know, um, going nowhere in a hurry with them. So let's just lay um, the groundwork, first of all, on July 8th, um, 2020, the the California Department of Managed Healthcare sent an all-plan letter out um, to all the health plans in California. And the subject was um, preventative health plan services coverage for HIV pre-exposure prophylaxis. I'm going to read this letter to you and then I will tell you what my massive issue is with this. Um, I'll also put a copy of this letter in the show notes so that if any of you uh, people listening are are in California and you've had the same issues that I have, you can download this letter and use it as um, ammunition, if you will, when you're fighting with the health plan, because that's what we do, right? Um, So um, the Department of Managed Healthcare issues this all-plan letter to provide guidance and filling instructions to healthcare service plans regarding preventative health service coverage for human immunodeficiency virus, pre-exposure prophylaxis with no cost sharing. So the background. As of January 1st, 2020, plans are prohibited from subjecting antiretroviral drugs, including pre-exposure prophylaxis or post-exposure prophylaxis to prior authorization or step therapy Unless a therapeutically equivalent drug exists, then the plan must cover at least one of the versions without prior authorization or step therapy. 
Plans are required to make a compliance filing by March 6, 2020, and newly enacted statutes impacting health plans affirming compliance. So cost sharing. In addition, pursuant to Health and Safety Code section 1367.002, all group or individual health care service plans must comply with section 2713 of the Federal Public Health Service Act and all other federal regulations and guidance regarding coverage and cost sharing of preventative services. Specifically, the federal law requires that preventive services must be provided without cost sharing for evidence-based items or services that have in effect a rating of A or, or B in the current recommendations of the United States Preventative Services Task Force. On June 11, 2019, the task force recommended that clinicians offer PrEP to persons who are at high risk of contracting HIV and issued a grade A rating. As a result, all plans must cover preventative health services for HIV PrEP to any individual who is determined to be at high risk for contracting HIV by the attending healthcare provider and must do so without cost sharing. These preventative health services include, but are not limited to, prescription drugs for HIV PrEP drugs approved by the US FDA and recommended for HIV PrEP by the Centers for Disease Control. Service number two, services necessary for initial HIV PrEP care as well as follow-up care as well as re recommended by the um, PrEP Task Force and the CDC. Number three, PrEP drugs and necessary services when delivered by a network healthcare provider or obtained by a network pharmacy. And number four, PrEP drugs designed, designated in prescription drug formularies as preventative care. Further, there are additional requirements regarding HIV PrEP all plans should be aware of, and these include but are not limited to. Now listen to number one. Plans may not require prior authorization or step therapy for PrEP drugs. I'll repeat, plans may not require prior authorization or step therapy for PrEP drugs. Number two, plans may not limit sex-specific recommended or preventive services based on an individual sex assigned at birth, gender identity, or recorded gender, and must cover those PrEP drugs as assigned by the individual's attending health provider. Plans shall, number three, plans shall provide coverage for HIV testing, even if it is unrelated to a primary diagnosis. And number four, for combination antiretroviral treatments medically necessary for the prevention of HIV, plans and insurers are prohibited until January 1st, 2023, from having utilization management policies or procedures that rely on multi-tablet regimen instead of a single, tab single tablet regimen, except as specified. Number five, no plan or PD PBM may prohibit dispensing PrEP. The department in encourages that the preventative services covered without cost sharing should be implemented as soon as possible. And the filing requirements, by August 7th, 2020, all health plans must submit an amended via e-filing titled Preventative Health Services Coverage for HIV Pre-Exposure Prophylaxis with the following exhibits and information, and then they list those. 
So I read this whole letter to you, and again, you know, it's available in the resources for you to download um, off Mishorex Consulting's um, website. But I wanted to read this letter to you and especially reiterate that one um, sentence, plans may not require prior authorization of step therapy for prep drugs. Why I do this was um, I got a call from one of the pharmacists at one of the HIV specialty pharmacies where um, one of our PrEP patients, brand new PrEP patients, was prescribed Descovy for PrEP. Um, the pharmacist had called um, the health insurance company, PBM, um, prior authorization line, and he's usually very um, able to get these drugs approved. So first of all, why are we getting Descovy, having to get Descovy approved on a prior authorization? Why did it not just go through on the patient's insurance? That's my first question, right? So that's the first thing, okay? Um, whether we prescribe Truvada or Descovy for a patient for PrEP, that's a decision between the consultation between the provider and the patient. First of all, there's no difference in the cost between Truvada and Discovy, okay? It's identical. The only reason I can think of why there's, oh, no, try Truvada and not Discovy. Why wouldn't the PBM want to give the patient Discovy right off the bat, right? Obviously, they're getting a bigger rebate or there's some big massive kickback or something in it for the PBM. It's got absolutely nothing to do with monitoring patient care because myself, nurse practitioners, physicians, we're more than capable of managing drug therapy for our patients and giving them the best thing for them. So that's the only reasons I can think of, of why Discovy would have to be on step therapy um, and Truvada would have to be tried first, right? So the insurance company, uh, the PDM was not budging, the pharmacist couldn't get it, so he contacted me and um, I called the, the thing. So the pharmacy technician on the other end, you know, was unable to process this. She said I needed, um, you know, to do a peer-to-peer -peer with one of the pharmacists. So I could do it urgently, which would take 24 to 48 hours or non-urgently 48 to 72. So guess which way I went, right? I went the urgent way. To me, urgent means like get the pharmacist on the line with me right now, not waiting another 24 to 48 hours. This was already like four days after the patient was seen in the clinic. So um, I never got a call back. Um, I, you know, They wanted a HIPAA compliant line. Well, I'm doing telehealth. Um, through HIPAA compliant portals. Um, I had my cell phone with me, which was the phone number that I left. That's the, the number I use for work. And they said they called, they did not. I had no missed calls from anyone. And for 24 to 48 hours, I was waiting for that phone call. They never did. So I had to reinitiate this peer-to-peer. -peer. I'm still waiting as of um, the recording of this podcast. So here's a couple of things. Okay. First of all, the first step in trying to get this emergency prior authorization on the refill line, the person on the other end was a pharmacy technician who couldn't help. First of all, this, this letter provided by the Department of Managed Care should negate any of this issue of um, step therapy, try something else, why can't he take it? Uh, also, this is a very young guy. He had a lower than normal GFR. It was still normal, but it was lower. So 
why would we want to destroy his kidney first and then switch him to Descovy? Why can't we just like start him off at right on the bat? So I am still waiting as we speak. Um, we'll have to determine if this PBM is going to contact us back and we can provide all these clinical justifications for it, which we shouldn't have to be doing in the first place because this letter from the Department of Managed Care says not to. And this is just another ploy by a PBM to make more money for themselves somehow, because at the pharmacy level, when you look at the cost of Descovy and Truvada, it's absolutely identical. The provider knows what's best for the patient and is, is having all these hurdles. So why should this be going on? So now it's like a week and a half since the patient saw the provider to get the prescription. Um, you know, it, it, luckily we, we had an alternative method to get the patient started because, um, you know, the clinic has samples that they were able to give the patient to get on with. So he was able to start therapy right away, but we had to come up with a creative way to get the patient going on treatment while we, we deal with this insurance bull bleep, right? So, um, or as usual, in this very specific situation of PrEP, the PBMs are completely unprepared. So I wanted to do this episode to share this frustration with all of you, because I'm sure um, for other clinicians and pharmacists providing PrEP, you're seeing the same thing. Another issue with this, um, you know, SB 159, the law in California that allows pharmacists that are trained to provide PrEP and PEP um, has gone through. Um, part of that law also mandates that insurance companies have to um, provide, you know, the, 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 the PrEP that's approved by the FDA. So when a pharmacist is trying to transmit a prescription after seeing and consulting with the patient on PrEP for Truvada or Descovy, oh, is, is there going to be like a problem? Is the pharmacist not going to be able to process the prescription because of all this, you know, business from the PBM? So that's another thing to, to consider in the background. Um, here, you know, I'm talking specifically about California now, but if this is going on here, I can imagine it's going on elsewhere. And it's like completely unacceptable. And again, stumbling block, stumbling block, stumbling block in providing patient care. Um, what we need to do, and I'll make that push, and you've heard many on many of my podcasts uh, a couple of weeks ago, the podcast with Loretta Boosing, um, the, the staunch advocate for you know patient choice on the pharmacies that they choose. Um, we need to get PBMs out of healthcare. If we really truly want to lower prescription drug costs and actually put the care back in healthcare, get rid of the PBMs. That is how we're going to do and achieve all of that. So I thank you for listening. Um, this letter is in the resources um, down at the bottom of the page. If you need it or you need it as ammunition and proof to fight for your patients, um, remember, you are the change. Until next time. Thanks so much. 
Thanks for listening to the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. We hope you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you miss something, you can listen again or just read the transcript of the show on our website at mishrxconsulting.com forward slash podcasts. If you have a spare minute, don't forget to give us a review or rating on iTunes. Remember to practice on purpose. You're a rock star pharmacist and healthcare provider. And in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. The Conscious Pharmacist podcast is a production of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, your HIV pharmacist and pharmacy experts.